0: Welcome back to episode five of the Points Hunters podcast. My name is Rishi, and in today's episode, we're going to focus on different airline news that is broke this week. So we can try and understand the overall theme as to how the news that's breaking is going to affect the travel industry. Because um, I'm sure you're wondering out there, when is travel going to restore? When is it going to go back to normality? What's going to happen to the price of travel? Is it going to be safe to travel? And with news breaking on almost a daily basis, different airlines are taking different decisions. And this is all going to factor into the kind of longer term transition to how the airline and travel industry might be changing. So on the fifth of May, Virgin Atlantic announced that they are planning to cut three thousand one hundred and fifty jobs from the UK, which represents about thirty percent of their entire workforce. They're also looking to pull out of Gatwick. It stated that Gatwick operation has not been used since the beginning beginning of the pandemic anyway. And the overall theme, which was echoed by the CEO of Virgin Atlantic, Shay Weiss was the Virgin are very uncertain about the future and also believed that the level of travel in 2019 will probably not restore to these levels until 2023. Virgin Atlantic said they're moving all of the flying programs from Gatwick to Heathrow. It said it intended to keep its slots at Gatwick so it could, quote, return in line with customer demand. Virgin Atlantic also planned to reduce the size of its fleet from 45 to 35 aircraft by the summer of 2022. And they also believed or were hoping to restore travel to 60% of its pre-pandemic flying capacity by the end of 2020. Now, the reason this news is so significant is that it ties into what BA had announced last week, which is a cut of around 12,000 jobs, which represented about 28% of their workforce. Only one thing has changed in terms of BA's announcement is that on the 7th of May, BA's parent company, IAG, released its quarterly one earnings. Now, BA's sister airline, Iberia and Voiling, have been able to accept a bailout from the Spanish government, uh, which is around 1 billion euros. It was revealed on the 7th of May that IAG had also accessed 300 million bailout from the UK government in terms of a soft loan, which is part of the UK's. Coronavirus Corporate Finance Facility. Now, the reason this is significant is that BA last week had announced 12,000 redundancies. But at the time, that was based on the idea that BA were not looking to receive any kind of grant, bailout or loan from the UK government. So they announced that last week with that in mind. Then obviously this week, news had broke that they actually had been trying to access funds. So whether or not those 12,000 redundancies go ahead is yet to be seen. But obviously, it seems that week on week, the the whole nature and landscape is actually changing. IAG echoed the same sentiments that Virgin Atlantic had, which is that they didn't expect global travel to resume the levels of 2019 until about 2023, although BA had mentioned that they expect Aer Lingus, Siberia, BA to have a meaningful return to service around July at the earliest. Their assumption of flights by July depends on the easing of the lockdowns and restrictions, however. And IAG CEO Willie Walsh said in the company's first quarter earnings call on Thursday that by the third quarter, IAG expects to be operating about 45% of the capacity overall compared to the year prior. And they'd be looking to ramp up operations up to 70% of capacity in the fourth quarter. So overall, For the full year, IAG expects to operate about 50% of the capacity by year-end 2020 as opposed to 2019. The CEO also went on to say that the company's focus is on restructuring, saying that for airlines that don't accept that they need to restructure, they will inevitably suffer, knowing that he expects to see more failures in the future already. Now, this goes on to other failures in the airline industry recently, which was the Flybe had collapsed in March earlier this year, while in Australia, Virgin Australia had entered into administration around the same time. Virgin Atlantic have been in the news for probably over a month now due to their very very publicly aware financial difficulties uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic. There's also been a lot of unpopular spouting from Richard Branson about how Virgin Atlantic would collapse without government support. But I guess the overall kind of theme of tying in the problems that we've seen with IAG who owned BA and Iberia and Air Lingus. Uh, and obviously Virgin Atlantic as well, is that they've pretty much stated very similar things in the last two weeks in terms of what they think will happen to the outlook of global travel over the next three, four years. They've also pretty much announced cuts of the exact same percentage to their UK workforce. Um, But it's overall just worth knowing that almost every airline in the world is suffering financial pressures right now. So naturally speaking, members of their relevant loyalty programs will also be naturally nervous cautious about what's going to happen to the futures and the air miles and points that they've been accumulating it's also unreasonable to say that one program or another program will be safe and, and one probably won't um, because there's just so much uncertainty in general but virgin atlantic is probably a bit more at the front and center of uk travelers minds especially because of the the amount that richard branson was speaking out uh publicly about the problems with the virgin atlantic brand So if you're keeping a close eye on your Virgin miles, for example, which I haven't touched on in any of my previous episodes yet, they are known as flying club miles. Now, typically Virgin flying club miles, as they are branded, can be earned from flying different airlines, such as obviously Virgin, from Delta, from Singapore, from Virgin Australia. In the UK, there's two main co-branded credit cards where you can use to earn good earning rates and get the sign-up bonuses the Virgin Atlantic Reward credit card, which comes in two versions, a free version and a plus version, which has an annual fee. But I will cover and review both of the credit cards in a future episode to explore if it's a viable alternative. Some miles may be sitting around that you haven't actually touched. You might even have one of the credit cards where you're currently earning them and you're a little bit hesitant to understand how long you should be probably earning them for. But what I would say overall is that the flying club program isn't actually owned by Virgin Atlantic. So some of you might not actually be aware of that. It's owned by a separate legal entity, um, which means that if something absolutely crazy happened to Virgin Atlantic overnight, it's unlikely that anything would really happen to your flying club miles straight away. Situation is actually very similar to what we've seen in Virgin Australia, which had this own frequent flyer program known as Velocity Frequent Flyer. And then back in March of this year, but into voluntary administration so even though virgin australia was sold on the actual velocity loyalty program uh, continued to remain so there was a lot of actually unknowns around that so just remember all loyalty programs do reserve the right to change and devalue their programs at any time so it is worth just keeping an eye on, on what actually is going on in the current market which is why i'm doing these kind of updates and also it's a rapidly changing situation so virgin atlantic have announced what they've announced this week which means that they are taking proactive steps to try and recover from the crisis. And it may seize operations in some locations, but they might just bolster their operations in others instead. But the point I would get to is that it's way too early to be saying what's going to happen to the program. So at the moment, I will just continue as normal. Nothing's really going to change. What we do know is likely to happen is that when the lockdown restrictions do eventually ease and flight schedules are slowly increased again, there will likely be fewer passengers. There will probably be more expensive flights on average. And sadly, which is the the, the worst kind of human element of the whole pandemic in terms of the airline industry is that thousands of you know cabin crew, pilots, and ground staff will probably be laid off of jobs uh, entirely. As the consensus is that it will probably take years for the aviation sector um, to kind of get back to where it, was previously. As these airlines continue to restructure, see that there will be changing routes potentially as well, as both BA and uh, Virgin are planning to lessen, if not completely pull out of Gatwick, which is potentially going to happen over the next couple of years. We might find that a lot of the kind of transatlantic routes that Virgin ran might be taken up by another airline, uh, and that could also happen to BA as well. So I think the overall outlook is going to massively change. But the key thing here to note is that if you do currently have any miles, um, if you've flown with any of those airlines and you might have the ability to actually claim those miles, the best thing at the moment is to probably not panic, make sure that you keep those miles and that you're keeping on top of the news. So to summarize, we looked at the news from Verge Atlantic and IAG, which seemed to echo the very similar sentiments in terms of how they plan to restructure going forward. Again, I think these episodes are important so that we're keeping on top of the travel news if you found this episode useful please share it with your friends and family again you can find me on my socials at points hunters on twitter on instagram you can find me at points hunters and you can find me at points hunters on facebook as well my name is rishi signing out and i'll see you in a future episode